0: Hey Jazz fans, this is Jack Hamblin and you are listening to Utah Jazz Weekly, a podcast for every fan of the Utah Jazz. Every week I have a ton of fun writing and recording these episodes for you guys, and of course I love talking about the Utah Jazz. If you guys would like, you can leave a rate and review on this podcast. That would really help me out a ton. Now, without any further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome back, Jazz fans to Utah Jazz Weekly. It has been about two months since we have done an episode for the podcast and that is because it has just been a crazy roller coaster of eight weeks between the end of my college semester and just some stuff going on in my life that's made things ultra busy and I have not quite found the time to be able to uh, record an episode for you guys. But The way the Jazz have been playing lately and the college semester is over, it is time to get back on the podcast because it is getting right back into the excitement of the season and I just could not help but talk about our amazing Utah Jazz. Um, As all of you know that have been following along with the schedule, this is the last week of NBA games for the regular season. It's the last week of the season for all the teams that aren't in the play-in games or the playoffs, which is sad for those teams. Thankfully, we're the complete opposite, and we're still at the top of the West. Our season is far from over, and I hope we are still playing in the third week of July in the NBA Finals. So we are far from done with our pursuit and just getting in the best part of the season. Um, that being said, there's tons to talk about with the episode, of course. Um, not having one for 2 months, obviously we're not going to look at the past 2 months of Jazz games, but there's still tons to talk about um between playoffs, the rest of this regular season, talking about the success the Jazz have brought together these this past month, these past couple weeks. So, let's just get right into it. Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about today was just the Mitchell and Conley injuries, if you want to call the Conley one an injury, it's more of a uh, a preventing an injury is why he's resting right now. But um, as, you, as all of you have known that have been watching the games, the Jazz have been resting Conley and Mitchell for the last couple weeks. Uh, Mitchell hasn't played a game since April 16th. So this Sunday, that would be a month, a week from today. And Conley hasn't played since. Let's see here. He played in the second game of the Minnesota Minnesota Timberwolves, but he has not played since that game. So Conley has not played since April twenty eighth, and Mitchell has not played since April sixteen uh, April sixteenth. So it's been um, a good month without Mitchell and a good two. To two and a half weeks without conley but the jazz have been playing great since then with a couple of bumps here and there we're going to talk about um kind of the the two weeks ago of the schedule versus this last week of the schedule and where improvements were made but without mitchell for um one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve games the jazz have lost four so eight and four in the last 12 without Mitchell, which is a very good record. Um, The schedule has been pretty kind to us. Like we already knew we had one of the easiest second half schedules, which is why it was so great to play so well in the first half of the season. But, and then without Conley who we haven't had for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games, we have only lost one of them. And that was against Phoenix. So, um really great stuff from the guys stepping up obviously we know how great Bogdanovich is doing and we're going to talk about that a little bit later but man it's been a super fun team to watch lately um between Bogdanovich um the Trent Forrest addition to the team and the minutes he's playing and how effective he's been on the court um it's just been really fun obviously you never want injuries to occur and the Mitchell injury um, was awful at the time. It's still concerning now. Obviously, Conley's age and this injury that's been lingering all season can be a little bit concerning. But the fact that we have guys stepping up like Bogdanovich, and then we have guys who were never getting significant minutes before, like Trent Forrest, um, playing effective minutes, showing what he can do, making his place on the roster, and it's been really awesome to watch. That being said, there's a couple ways we can look at the Mitchell injury and the Conley um, lingering potential injury, if you want to call it. It's it's a hamstring injury for Conley, and it, it nothing serious has occurred earlier in the season. It was, um, I just believe, a little bit strained, and he set out for a little bit, and it's just been lingering since then. And we the, the coaching staff has been very um, wary of what could potentially happen with it so they've set him in back-to-backs and he hasn't played in the in the last two to two and a half weeks like we were saying just so that he has a fresh hamstring for the playoffs and that we're ready to go there and no injuries can occur um come playoff time which is when we need our full healthy strongest roster that's at the top of their game that being said the mitchell and conley injuries or, you know, lingering lingering issue for Conley is one of the best things that could have ever happened to this Utah Jazz team at this time in the season, barring any effect of them not playing as well in the playoffs. Obviously, that wouldn't be helpful to us. But as far as looking at what the rest of the team has done in their absence, it's really helped our team. Bogdanovich was a guy earlier in the season that people were like, fan. the fan base was dogging on him saying he needs to be traded that he's not the answer he's going to be a liability for us but come this time of the year i mean he's been amazing he had his career high obviously with um, 48 and it's just the perfect time for him to get hot because if we look at the history of the playoffs the teams that have succeeded the most are obviously the ones with the most weapons. And now Bogdanovich is just another amazing weapon that the Jazz can utilize in the playoffs. Mitchell's having an off night. Bogdanovich is going to be working in the post. We're playing a team that has very good interior defense but not that good on exterior. Threes are going to be fallen, but if we need to get that mid-range paint game going, that is something that Bogdanovich has perfected and is basically automatic for him now. So him being our guy with Mitchell and Conley out because he stepped up and he is our main leading scorer with them out is just really an amazing thing to come out of this Mitchell and Conley injury um and along with other guys like we said Trent Forrest obviously isn't going to be playing any minutes come playoff time if Mitchell and Conley are back without injury but just seeing his potential for the future of our franchise has been really awesome. And there's no way that could have happened without the injury and the rest that Mitchell and Conley have needed. Um, and it's just, just examples like that are why they are. It's, it's a good thing in a way that they have been out and they have been hurt. Um, of course we know Mieoni was good. He's played a little bit in Conley's absence. Um, and yeah, it's just been really awesome to to see those guys, especially Forrest, come up from where they were as someone that wasn't getting any minutes to someone that could be coming off the bench in our future. And yeah, it's just been really awesome. The only concerns, um, you know, to have as a Jazz fan, obviously, is that will the Mitchell injury affect his playoff play? Is it going to be something that's lingering and he's going to re-injure it during the playoffs? Um, is Conley's hamstring something to be concerned about during the playoffs and that it is going to become injured come playoff time? There's no way to really know, of course, and I think the the coaching staff and the franchise is being extremely smart and careful with the way that they're handling this. Mitchell could come back now. Um, an ankle strain like he had is not a month recovery. It's um, about, I remember I looked it up right when it happened because I was like our season's over like um, Mitchell is out for for a while but um, a grade one ankle strain is a one to three week recovery time a grade two which is a partial tear is three to six weeks and then a full tear is several months so Mitchell's been out for a month um, come this next Sunday so about three weeks four weeks now but when it came out, everything came back negative. There was no tear, so that's just a grade one ankle sprain, ankle strain, and that's just a one to three week injury. So Mitchell could be coming back now, but our coaching staff and the franchise they know how fresh he needs to be for the playoffs. So that's a really smart decision for them. And then in turn, like we were saying, it's gonna be a, it's it's been an amazing thing for Ingles, for Niang, for Bogdanovich, all of them to be in the starting spot and for Bogdanovich to be our leading scorer to be hot and ready and at the best play of their season come playoff time. Um, Another thing that could be concerning about Mitchell and Conley's injury is if they are added back into the mix, is this going to affect the play of our team? Like our roster hasn't played with Mitchell for a month is Mitchell going to come back and kind of throw everything off? Is Bogdanovich not going to play as well as he has because he's not used to Mitchell on the court with him? I don't think this is something to be concerned about, but it's definitely something to discuss because it's it's a lot different just adding a player like Mitchell to the court. And obviously, they've had a whole last season together. Bogdanovich wasn't here for the bubble or the playoffs. So Mitchell and Bogdanovich haven't played a playoff series together. And that's an interesting thing to take into consideration, but it's it's just interesting to to see and to think about how Mitchell coming back is going to affect Bogdanovich's play now. And like I said, if someone's having an off night, then somebody else can can take their spot. We know that Bogdanovich has the potential to score forty plus if he needs to. I mean. Denver is a great defensive team, they're a team we might see in the playoffs, I think it'd be fun to see them in the playoffs, a little rematch from last season, but we know Bogdanovich can score that much against them, so if Mitchell's having an off night, we've seen it before, he's shooting like 2 for 10 from 3, just not being able to finish at the rim because for whatever reason someone guarding him, the assignment that's on him is an extremely good defender, Bogdanovich is someone we can turn to to score that much, and then again, Conley's a great facilitator, so there's a lot of different aspects to our team that make us such a lethal playoff team, and we'll talk about that a little more later, but the only reason that happened and the only reason that we can see this is because Mitchell and Conley have not been playing. Um, Speaking of the playoffs, there's four games left this season for the Jazz, and there's five games left this season for the number two seed in the West, the Phoenix Suns. So we're one and a half games above them at the moment with us four games left them five games left. So the only way we lose the first seed is if, so just a couple scenarios, obviously with our four games left, if we win two of the four, Phoenix would have to win four of their five to take that first spot. If we win three of our last four, they have to win all five to take that first spot. And if we win four of our four, we have clinched the first seed, and there's nothing that they can do. So obviously, we control our own destiny. We play some tough teams this week, teams that are fighting for a playoff spot that are going to be playing with absolute desperation. It's kind of like the playoffs already the first couple games this week. But it's really going to be interesting to see, is there any way that Phoenix is going to be able to take us over? We definitely have our own fate in our hands, and the first seed is so important for the Jazz, especially looking at the bottom of the the playoff standing. Our schedule left, and we're going to go over it a little bit more later, is the Warriors Monday, Portland Wednesday, Thunder Friday, Kings Sunday. And then Phoenix plays the Lakers today, and then they also play the Warriors, Portland, and they play the Spurs twice. We know what the Spurs have have done the last couple weeks and how awful they've been, so Phoenix will almost certainly win those two games, and we can look at these other three. Again, as teams that are playing with desperation, it's almost like it's the playoffs already. So it's going to be crazy interesting and really awesome games this week, the Suns against the Lakers today, and then Golden State in Portland, and then us against Golden State in Portland are almost all, like, first-round previews, potential first-round previews for who we're going to play, which is super, super awesome. Like I said before, Bogdanovich ties his career, or Bogdanovich has his career high, and Niang tied his career high yesterday for 27, which was super awesome. Um, Bogdanovich became the first Jazzman to score 45 points and Eight or more, th- forty-five or more points, and eight or more threes in a game, and he's also the only Jazz player to have multiple nights shooting eight or more three pointers and making those three pointers. Um, super awesome. Bogdanovich is a guy who we need come playoff time, and he's pretty much the focus point of this episode because he has been the guy the these last couple weeks that has put the team on his back, kept us afloat, kept us at that one seed because if he didn't step up and no one had been stepping up, we might be seeing ourselves at the third seed right now. And then we're looking at an awful first round matchup of like Portland or the Lakers. And then at that point in the second round, even if we do make it past the first round of the three seed, we're probably looking to play Phoenix in the second round or the Clippers in the second round. And that is not a road to the finals you want where at the first seed, we are probably playing Golden State or Memphis in the first round and then either Denver or Dallas in the second round. And then the Western Conference Finals is either going to be like Phoenix or the Clippers or the Lakers. So to be able to avoid a, a awful setup for the playoffs and be able to get that first seed and the easiest path possible to get to the finals is so key. So Bogdanovich is definitely responsible for that, and it it's such an amazing... Um, thing that he stepped up for us. If we look at the playoffs and there's so much in store, so much that can happen, at this point, the way the season has gone for the jazz, I've gotten my hopes up so much and it's it's very difficult because at this time of the season, I was telling some people, It's either where I am over the moon the most, or I am completely despaired and depressed the most because of the playoff turnout. So it's either the highest highs or the lowest lows, depending on what the Jazz do. It's going to be a wild playoffs, both conferences, all teams. I mean, with Lakers down there in the bottom, they could make a finals run even at the 7th seed, depending on health. There's so much that can happen. Denver's been playing great. They're only at the four or the five right now. They're at the four right now. And, I mean, you just look at the East. It, are the Nets healthy? Is Harden even going to play in the playoffs? Are the Bucks the key to the Nets? Uh, is Philadelphia bound for the finals, or do they still not have what it takes? It's just going to be a really great playoffs. I'm super excited. If we look at the Jazz's keys to succeeding... And, and what I was going to say is the way the season has gone, I mean, we've been the best team in the NBA almost all season. It's been an up-and-down ride. There's been some lows, but it's been highs 90% of the season. We've seen what our guys can do. I mean, going on an incredible like 25 wins and 5 losses run. It's been a really good second half still, even though with injuries. It is my expectation of the Jazz, and I will be extremely disappointed as a fan if they do not make at least the conference finals the way the season has been set up the strength of our team for the season it will be an absolute tragedy if they do not make at least the conference finals the talent of our roster will basically be all put to waste for the season i mean it will still be a great regular season But if it does not amount to at least making the Western Conference Finals, it's just going to be devastating as a fan, as the players, it's going to be an awful reflection of how the season went because this has been one of the most legendary jazz seasons in franchise history. It might be the start of a somewhat dynasty where the Jazz are going to be in the top three seeds of the next four or five seasons with Mitchell and Rudy, and Mitchell will enter his prime in a few years, and we've got great role players signed for a while. It's just the start of an amazing run after extending Mitchell and Rudy to four more seasons after this one. It just can't end in a first or second round exit. The conference finals and then if they lose in the conference finals it to a fair in a fair manner to a great team like phoenix it wouldn't be the end of the world it would be sad to be so close to the finals but a first or second round exit would be the worst way to end the season so it's my expectation for the jazz to make the conference finals and i will be disappointed in any other fashion if it ends in any other fashion the the keys really to making that Western Conference Finals, are securing the one seed, which we are very, very close to doing. We hold that one seed, and it's up to us winning to get there. It doesn't matter what any other team in the NBA does, other than the teams we play beating us, to get that one seed away from us. And then once we actually get that one seed secured, it's going to be up to Bogdanovich's offense and rudy's defense because we've seen rudy's defense in past playoff series be something that i wouldn't say rudy's defense has been the reason we've lost those series there's been multiple of reasons we've lost those series i definitely wouldn't say rudy's defense cost us the denver series i would just say that there were some mistakes as far as coaching went and then just small things that everyone learned on the Jazz's roster, as far as a playoff series went, maybe they relaxed a little bit after going up three-one, and then it just they just let it slip out of their hands. We didn't have Bogdanovich, and Jamal Murray was just going crazy with Mitchell. So, I wouldn't particularly blame Rudy's defense to the end of that series, but it's definitely something that has taken a down step in the playoffs and it's something that needs to be consistent with his defensive player of the years and it needs to be something that is a reason we're winning series and not a reason we're not um and then bogdanovich's offense he needs to be that person that can average 20 to 25 points in the playoffs we need i mean we're gonna have mitchell averaging 25 to 30 points in the playoffs. And then, I mean, you can leave it up to Conley or Bogdanovich. One of the two need to be averaging twenty to twenty five points, maybe both, in order to to win those games. I'm I'm looking forward to Bogdanovich continuing his play. He's in a great rhythm. He's on fire from all ends of the court, and it's it's. I'm hoping for really really great playoff games from him. But as far as the playoffs go, we're going to talk about it more next week. And yeah, there is going to be an episode next week. This isn't just every two months. That was just a. A weird hiatus, but yeah, Bogdanovich's offense, and we'll talk about it more next week because by next Sunday we'll have our playoff team narrowed down to two or three teams because the the regular season will be over and the play-in will be starting, and we can be able to you know see who we might be playing coming up there. So, moving on. To just looking at the season as a whole. And actually, before we talk about this, I, I this episode I am going to talk about the defensive player of the year, coach of the year, sixth man of the year, and those awards because you know they're very high conversation for our team. But if we look at the Jazz's schedule from April 24th to April 30th, this was probably the low point of our season. And where the Jazz were at their worst, it was where Conley played two of the, no, Conley only played one of these games, these four games, and Mitchell played none, Th- that this time Mitchell was hurt, but if we look at April 24th to April 30th, we played the Timberwolves twice, the Kings once, and the Suns once. I don't know what it is about Minnesota. It's such a weird matchup for us. We struggle against them every year, and this year was no different. We lost all three games against them, and they're one of the worst teams in the league. It's such a weird anomaly to our team. I feel like every great team has a team that just matches up against them well and for some reason can play against them well. I know it's a combination of a lot of things, but a big contributor is Carl Anthony Towns stretching the floor with Rudy and... I don't know. It's just a crazy matchup for us. But on April 24th and April 26th, we lost to the Timberwolves. Um, both really close games, but ones we definitely should have won. And then April 28th, we blew out the Kings 154-105, to which was such a w- weird game, the highest-scoring game of our season. And then on April 30th, we lost to Phoenix 121-100. to This was such a weird time for our team because... Obviously losing three and four. I don't know if that ever happened this season before that. Let me look back in the schedule. Yeah, that had never happened. Oh, it did happen. No. Yeah, so from March 1st to March 14th, we did lose three or four. But that was between the All-Star break, so it wasn't even together. Like, those games weren't in the same week. So as far as games being played consecutively, there hasn't been a time where we've lost three or four. in time And being less than a month away from playoffs... As a jazz fan and all jazz fans, we were very concerned, like, is this team even enough? Just adding Mitchell and Conley aren't gonna be enough to to carry a team to a Western Conference Finals that can't even beat Minnesota once this season. And I think these Minnesota games were a very good thing because I think it opened up. A lot of the players eyes to what they needed to do to win i think bogdanovich just said i need to be that guy for us uh, not that nobody else is doing what they need to do but there needs to be a guy that's that scoring that's going to be your main scorer it can't just be everybody scoring 15 and you're going to win i mean even if you're five main guys each score 15 you're only at 75 points so it's it's very interesting to to look back at these games and just the benefit that you can see now and how concerning they were losing to the Timberwolves twice and then getting swept by Phoenix. We lost by 21 on April 30th. We didn't beat them all this season and, and hoping me hoping that's the Western conference finals. um, I think that's going to be also something very interesting to look at, but not being at full strength and not even really putting up a fight against them was something that was pretty concerning. But then if we look at the turnaround from May 1st to to May 9th I believe no May 8th today's May 9th so May 8th the the Rockets game we have those five games five game win streak we're currently on beating the Raptors in a pretty close one and then absolutely destroying the Spurs in both games I mean winning by 11 on May 3rd isn't destroying but it was a very good game where you could tell the Jazz were going to take it and then probably our best game of the season on may 7th against denver and then yesterday not really a competitive game after the first half a really competitive game for the first half the rockets were playing great but second half came the jazz took it 124 to 116 so if we look at this five game win streak it's just an amazing thing to see how the Jazz turned things around. Losing three or four, it was looking like we were destined for the second or third seed, and the one seed was was out of our hands. After the Suns lost on April 30th, they had taken the first seed, and then they we were just trading back and forth we would play one day they wouldn't we take it and then they play the next day win and take it but now after this five game win streak we're up one and a half games Um, we just need to win out to guarantee it or if we win three games they would have to win out to take it so a really amazing turnaround for the jazz i think a big contribution to it is quinn snyder obviously bogdanovich has been crazy if we just look at what he scored these last five games He had 34 against the Raptors, he had 25 against the Spurs the first time, he had 24 against the Spurs the second time, and then of course his career high for 48 against Denver, and then yesterday he only played 35 minutes and then he had 20 points, so... 20-plus in all five games, career-high of 48. In one of them, it was a very incredible run. I I hope we, we win out and end the season with a nine-game win streak because in the past, the Jets have kind of skidded towards the end of the season, and it's been, like, very questionable about how we're going to do in the playoffs. So looking at us now and how great we're playing at the end of the season is such an amazing thing, and then not even having, like, two of our four best players I don't know where you'd rank Conley. I don't even know how you would rank the best players on our team because, I mean, it's pretty clear that Mitchell and Rudy are our best two players, but then, I mean, if Bogdanovich was playing like he has these last five games all season, he would most definitely be an all-star. So, I mean, Bogdanovich has all-star potential. Conley made the all-star game after two injuries this season. And, I mean, it's... Clarkson's probably the 6th man of the year. Where does he rank on our players? Ingles could very well be 6th man of the year if Clarkson wasn't. Um, Niang's been shooting like crazy. So, I mean, who knows who who ranks where on our team, but Conley and Mitchell are certainly amazing players on our team. Conley's our starting point guard. He facilitates greatly. His chemistry with Gobert this season has increased so much from last season and with the rest of the team, really. So, having this 5-game win streak without them... Not particularly playing great teams, but, I mean, the Raptors have a lot of great players. We won that game. And then, I mean, the Spurs have been decent all season. I think they set up the 11th seed now, but they've been around the 7-8 spot all season. They have one of the best coaches in the league in Popovich. They have great players. DeRozan's great. I mean, DeJounte White's great. So they have a, a, a comparable roster, but to be able to dominate them. And then this Nuggets game, I think, has really defined our team, and how we play with and without Mitchell and Conley, how guys can step up, what we need to do. It was an incredible game. Like, Jazz would tie it or go up by two. Denver would come up, go up by four. It's, I mean, it's definitely a top three game this season for us, but probably the best game of the season for the Jazz. It was, it was incredibly amazing. It was just phenomenal. So, I, I mean, it's always great to beat Denver. And then yesterday, Rockets win... Could have been a loss because the Rockets were on fire in the first half and um, we were a little bit tired. They were as well. Um, both of us on a, a good string of games in the last couple of days. So um, it was just, it's been a great run and I can't wait to to make it into the playoffs come May 22nd is when they start. I'm not sure when the NBA awards are announced, but it's before the playoffs, so I I believe it is. Let's look up um, when they were announced, like, 2019, which was a normal season. Because I know, like, playoffs don't really count, because there's finals, MVP, and um, that kind of thing. So the playoffs don't really contribute to MVP, six Man of the Year, that kind of thing. I just know... That, but I don't know if it's until after the season. But the playoffs don't count towards it, so yeah. The let's see here. So the 2019 awards were gonna be let's see here, they were June 24th, and the playoffs normally start in April in a normal season, so. I think it's amidst the finals that the awards are announced. I think that, um, yeah, it it's amidst the finals. So we won't know until then. This is crazy to look at the 2019. Doncic was in the rookie team. And then Gobert was all defensive team. He won defensive player of the year that year in 2019. So, yeah, it's interesting to look at the awards and these last four games are the only games that are going to count. Last four, some teams have five games left that are going to count for it because the playoffs don't count for the awards. A team has never won Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, and Sixth Man of the Year. And, I mean, I I know Clarkson's going to win Sixth Man of the Year. He's ran away with it. The, the first half of the season alone makes him a clear candidate. There's there, It's not a big race. It might be unanimous. And then for Coach of the Year, there's a ton of considerations. Tom Thibodeau for the Knicks has been great. I, I kind of hope he wins it if, if Quinn doesn't, of course. But he's been really great. Um, there's a lot of great teams. Monty Williams for the um, for Phoenix has been great. Um, but, I mean, Snyder to take this team that's been doing amazing, and it's it's just been an incredible run. So if we look at the Vegas odds updated on May 4th, so five days ago, uh, Monty Williams, like I was saying, is the favorite to win. Tom Thibodeau for the Knicks is second favorite, and then Snyder is third. So it's looking like... Snyder might not quite get there, but, I mean, he's had an amazing season coaching this team, the best team in the NBA. I think he should win it. Phoenix, obviously, has had great improvement, but they added Chris Paul to the roster. We didn't add, really, anyone to our roster in the offseason to improve our play. You could argue Thibodeau might win it. He has taken a, a Knicks team that was in the dirt one of the worst franchises in the NBA the last 20 years, 30 years, and has made them a top-four seed in the East. And, I mean, they didn't really have... I mean, they had no projected All-Stars at the start of the season. They weren't projected to make the playoffs, really. But he's taken this team and given them an identity, turned Julius Randle into a superstar. I mean, he had tons of potential before and was a great player before, but he is an All-Star now. So I think... Tom Thibodeau of New York might take it, but Snyder's right there in the running. I think he'll get probably be runner-up for Coach of the Year. I think it's been a great season. And then for Defensive Player of the Year, I think Rudy's really ran away with it too. I've shown multiple people a graphic. I find it on Bleacher Report, but it's just about how the defensive rating of individuals in the NBA on like a graph through analytics and Rudy is just so far up compared to everybody else. And it's it's just been amazing. Um his defensive candidacy this year, it's nothing flashy and it it it's nothing that he hasn't done in the past, but again to win three defensive player of the years, I think that's only been done by one person. Let's see here. I think maybe one person has done it. Let's see here. Okay, so Dikembe Matumbo and Ben Wallace have both won it four times. So Rudy might win his third one this season. I think he should. I think he will. Um, Dwight Howard won it three years in a row. He's the only one to win three of them. But yeah, Dikembe Matumbo and Ben Wallace four times and then a bunch have it twice but Rudy might be up there with one of the four players to win it three or more times. I think he should maybe he'll have four or five by the end of his career. He's his impact is incredible. The analytics really show it. We would the Jazz might not even be a playoff team without a without him. So I think he'll be up there with with three awards come 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 award time in July. Um yeah, I think it'd be awesome to win all three. Snyder's gonna get beat out for Coach of the Year, I bet, by Thibodeau, which is unfortunate. And yeah, it's it's been a great season for those three and for the rest of our roster. Mitchell and Gobert really should have MVP considerations, but um, it's 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 too much of a team effort for what he's doing and the numbers he's putting up doesn't really make him the MVP but it's been a really great season for for the whole team for Mitchell for our defensive player of the year and Gobert for our sixth man of the year and in Clarkson and then for what I think will be runner-up coach of the year and Snyder unfortunately but all props to Thibodeau what he's done with the Knicks is great and yeah it's been really amazing and for the end of the episode we are going to be just previewing this week of games I don't think we should get ahead of ourselves and look quite at the playoffs yet i think that's best for next week's episode because we will know uh, a pool of four teams and most likely like the two teams that we are going to play in the playoffs so just looking at this week on monday at eight we have the warriors on wednesday at seven is our last home regular season game of this of the of the season and it's going to be against portland and then may 14th friday is the thunder at six and may 16th sunday is the kings in sacramento and it says 11 on some websites and then other websites it says to be announced so i'm not sure when's that going to be probably sometime morning mid-afternoon but especially the two first games of this week are incredible games golden state and portland are both fighting like crazy for playoff spots portland right now is at the six i believe yeah portland's at the six with a half one and a half game lead over the lakers and then the Warriors are at eight with um, their two and a half games behind the Lakers. So Portland is still fighting. They could end up being the fifth uh, ahead of Dallas. They're only half a game back from the fifth. So they'll be fighting for a playoff spot. And then, of course, Golden State is only half a game out of the ninth seed and two and a half games out of the seventh seed. So they'll be fighting to stay alive in the eighth or maybe even grab that seventh seed. So... It is going to be insane games on Monday and Wednesday. Both teams are playing their guts out. Steph's probably going to drop like 50. Hopefully the Jazz can still win because we need to win at least three of our last four to basically guarantee the first spot. Losing two or three or even losing all four this week would be completely awful. But winning three would be very, very good. And winning four would be obviously perfect because we'd clinch the first seed. But yeah. The Warriors and Portland are both fighting for their lives this week. They're going to be playing like crazy, and the Jazz need to come to fight. Conley might be in these games. There's really no word because he's a little bit of a day to day. There isn't really a time limit on his injury, but the way that Mitchell's injury works is that he's reevaluated weekly. He was reevaluated this last Saturday, and so he's out. Until this Saturday, for sure. They've guaranteed that. So the only regular season game he could be playing is against Sacramento on Sunday. We'll see if he plays. Maybe they just want to throw him in there for some chemistry's sake. Um, Coming back just for one regular season game. But we'll see. Maybe Mitchell's done for the regular season and we'll just see him in the playoffs. But yeah, that Portland... And those Portland and Warriors games are going to be crazy. And then the Thunder and Kings games, the Kings right now are at the 12. And they are three games out of the 10 to make the play-in game. It would take basically a miracle at this point for them to make the play-in game. But they'll be fighting like crazy. They're a very scrappy team. We did blow them out last week. But they have some fight in them. They, I believe, if we look at the last couple days, yesterday they did not play. And Friday, they lost to the Spurs by 9. They did not play Thursday. Wednesday, they beat the Pacers by 11. So they have a lot of fight in them. They've kept some really good teams very close. And, I mean, even the Thunder are a really talented team that we've played pretty close this season. So... All four games this week are going to be exciting games. The Kings game on Sunday might be a very important game for them depending on how they play this week and the Spurs play this week because the Spurs basically have to lose out and they have to win out to even get a play-in game 10 spot. So we'll see if it even matters by Sunday. But that Portland game, the Warriors game on Monday and that Portland game on Wednesday will most definitely be extremely tough games because those teams will be fighting very hard for playoff seeding to make it into the playoffs for sure different things like that so look ahead to this week for really incredible games against both or all four of these teams but mostly warriors and portland and hopefully the Jazz can win out all four games three games would be great and that is going to be about it for this episode come back next either saturday or sunday for an episode previewing the playoffs we won't know who we're playing for sure but we'll have it narrowed down to two three four teams and it should be a really great episode talking about this week. We'll give out our regular season awards for the team and kind of talk about, reflect on this team's regular season. Because by that time, the regular season will be over um, on Sunday. So come back next Sunday for another episode. Um, super excited to be back. I uh, can't believe I've put this off and, and not ignored it, but put some other things in my life in priority over this. Because just had to get those out of the way. But super glad to be back. I'll be with you guys every week of the playoffs, talking about the games, getting hyped for playoff series, or being extremely angry and upset if they're not going great. And it's it's the finals. It's the finals as the goal. Western Conference Finals. If it's not there, then it's going to be an extremely disappointing end of the season. But we will definitely see. It's going to be a crazy playoffs. Leave a rate and review on the podcast. Share with your Jazz fans fellow jazz fans friends and family if you have some friends that don't love the jazz show on the podcast maybe they'll fall in love with the jazz it's the perfect time to introduce them because we're the best team in the league playoffs are just starting it's super exciting basketball so i hope you guys all have a great week um summer's starting finish off the school year strong for those teachers and high school and under students and for college students we did it finals week is over at least um in my area so have a good week take care out there and we will see you guys all next sunday for another for another episode take care we'll see you